So here's today's transformational truth. Teach a man to fish and you can feed him for a lifetime. Teach him to own the pond and you can feed his family for generations. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Welcome to the Transformational Truths Podcast. Today's guest is Stephen Stack. Stephen is a financial coach that is 100% debt-free. Now listen to this. That includes paying off a six-figure mortgage in only three years. Wow. He also became a millionaire by the age of 31. Now, that being said, it is a sincere love for God, family, and others that defines him. Oh, I love this guy. His approach to wealth building is holistic. He believes wealth is not only what is in your bank account, but also the person you are becoming. Finally, he's a husband of over 11 years and a father of three. You are going to be absolutely blessed by my conversation with Stephen Stack. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. So here's today's transformational truth. Teach a man to fish and you can feed him for a lifetime. Teach him to own the pond and you can feed his family for generations. Now the mission of this podcast is to eliminate the obstacles that steal the joy from our lives and our leadership. One of the greatest thieves of joy is anxiety over money. For many leaders, especially leaders in the church, we've often neglected this conversation, sometimes because we're just intimidated by it. Other times, sadly, because the church has almost demonized money, and we've misapplied some scripture, I think, in order to do so. In today's episode, my prayer is that some of these false ideas, these strongholds surrounding wealth building will come down, and you will give yourself permission to think differently about building wealth, not only for you and future generations, but for the sake of the kingdom of God. And here helping us unpack today's transformational truth is Stephen Stack. Stephen, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're so honored to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, long time coming, but I'm very excited to be here. Yes, it, it is a long so time coming. Uh, we have mutual friends, and I've been watching you from a distance and vice versa, and there's just this incredible kingdom connection that's being cultivated, and I've been looking forward to this day, and um, I know our listeners are going to be blessed by your heart and your wisdom. So let's go ahead and just jump into it. Um, here's what I know about you for sure, Stephen. I've been following you from a distance on social media and, and, and talking to mutual friends, and there's just some really obvious things about your life. Number one, you're a believer. Um, I, I know you're a worshiper. I've seen you do it. I've seen you even get your dance on a little bit. Um, you're a, you're a husband and you're a father. And, and on top of all of those incredible things, uh, you're also a millennial millionaire. There's, there's, that's a, a unique term. You don't hear that very often. And God has gifted you to help other people build wealth. Now, that being said, you and I share a very similar life motto. And here it is. I am not what I do. I am what Christ has done for me. Now, before we talk about rethinking wealth building, I want you to talk to us about that statement. What does that mean to you? So 
so for me, it really is everything. Like everything about life is hinged on that statement. Mm. I am not what I do. I am what Christ has done. And another way that I like to, to speak to this, especially in the context of wealth, is I build from identity, mm. not for identity. Wow. And, 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 and I just want to make sure people don't move past that too quickly. I'll say it again. I build from identity, not for identity. If, wow. if we just get a hold of that yeah. transformational truth yeah. right there, it will reorient and reorganize everything about our lives. Mm. And, and just when I think on these things of, of I'm not what I do, I'm what Christ has done, I'm, I'm not doing for identity, I'm doing from identity what it does it just puts everything in order of where it should be it keeps you from burning out Mm. because i have an understanding of okay you know a lot of times people oh man you know you gotta grind you gotta hustle and grind grind before you shine and i'm like man grinding like that's like that's pulverizing something. That's right. Like as believers, we come from a context of, of a God who didn't need rest, but did it anyway <laughs> to, to show us something that in our rest, what we do is we say, God, I trust that you can do more in my rest than I can do in my striving. Wow. 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 Say that so, again. Say that again, Stephen. So, so when we rest, what we are saying, it's an act of faith. It's an act of trust in God to say that, God, you can do more in my rest than I can do in my striving. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um, Stephen, you've, you've come out of the gate swinging today and already drop in some transformational truth. And I hope everyone that's listening is taking some time to soak this in. Obviously, this is going to be one of those episodes we can already tell that we're going to want to keep very, very close. Um, I I shared this with um, Life Church, the church I have the privilege of pastoring just this past week. Uh, one of the greatest steps of faith that I've ever had to take, it wasn't, it wasn't marrying my wife. That was the easiest thing in the world to do. It wasn't it wasn't starting a family. I wanted a family. It, it wasn't um, It wasn't going into full-time ministry. It, it did take faith, but it wasn't the greatest act of faith. It wasn't even moving from Michigan to Georgia after spending the first 40 years of my life there. The greatest step of faith that I've ever taken, the one thing I've done that's taken more faith than anything else, Stephen, was this. Getting off the ladder. The, the moment I stopped striving... And the moment I, st- I stopped fighting for my place on this proverbial ladder that I thought I had to keep fighting for and climbing to find some sense of identity, the moment I did that was the moment I truly found out who I was. And that was the moment I was able to finally accept Christ's invitation to rest. 
when when I started living from value instead of for it, when I stopped trying to earn worth and realize that at the cross, Jesus already said, you know what, this is what you're worth to me. Mm. When I was able to do that, that's when I was able to get my life back. And um, I tell people all the time, it takes way more faith to rest than it does to work. <laughs> mm. And so you are, you're coming out, man, you share my heart and we, we, um, we share the, the same message. And this is already bringing freedom to our listeners. I know it is. So listen, let's, we've set the foundation. We've set the direction for the rest of our conversation. Let's talk a little bit about money, because I think for years in the church, we've often misunderstood money. We've almost demonized it. And that's problematic, obviously, because if you genuinely believe money is a bad thing, then you're going to end up repelling it from you. Um, I think, you know, one of the most, they say one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible is that uh, money is the root of all evil. Uh, Of course, that's not what the scripture says. It says the love of money is, is the root of all evil. So Stephen, I want to know from your perspective, how did we get to this place of adopting an unhealthy and unbiblical view of wealth building? Yeah. I mean, you, you took it right. The words right out of my mouth of that misapplied scripture Mm. of just saying uh, money is the the root of all evil, but it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil Mm. is what the actual passage says. And the, the reality of it is there's a, a lot of times we can tend to gravitate towards extremes when especially when it relates to money where there's there's poverty gospel and prosperity and people tend to to really sway dramatically one direction or the other so instead true. of having a more grounded foundational view on on money on wealth like thinking of passages like so there's one i kind of call it like the like the middle class prayer it's uh in proverbs uh chapter 30 verses 8 and 9 uh where it talks about uh god give me poverty neither poverty or riches basically the thought process in it says uh don't give me so much that i forget you Mm. uh but don't give me so little that i dishonor you or defame your name give me my portion Hmm. and in the thought process here um around wealth that i would hope to share with with the people and and is don't get into the extremes but really say god give me all that it is that you have for me that i will honor you with Hmm. so good because that's a different type of mentality that's that's a mentality that that doesn't push away wealth um but it also doesn't glorify it either right Uh, because we can look at like a first timothy chapter six where where there's a command to those who are rich it says hey don't don't put your trust in it it's it's an uncertain thing but but be rich in good deeds be generous to others, mm. uh, be willing to share with others. So this mentality that says truly we're blessed to be a blessing. Mm. And within that, God will take care of us. 
he'll take care of us. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse 19, I believe it talks to this, this idea that God gives us the power or the ability to enjoy wealth hmm. that we can live, that he gives us the, the, the power to create wealth. That's in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse 18, right, right. but also we can enjoy it. Hmm. That that's, that's okay. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven. Right. That's right. So, so like it, it's important. Like it's a, it's a real thing. And, and there's a far gap between worshiping money and completely discarding it. Hmm. We, we don't want to do either. We don't want to do either as believers. So ho- hmm. hopefully that gave you more of a full fleshed out no, absolutely. thought and answer to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate the answer. I think um, some time ago, I just came to that revelation. It's, it's the difference between having money and money having you and uh, understanding mm-hmm. that it's a tool. One of the things I love about your heart is that you, you don't believe wealth building is just finances. You, you believe it's more than that. And you just alluded to that a little bit. What could you, could you unpack that a little bit for us? Yes. So there's a saying that I have, I say it all the time that wealth building is not just what's in your bank account. Mm. It's also the person you're becoming. Mm. And it's worth saying again, or I'll even kind of tweak it a different way of saying wealth building goes beyond what's in your bank account to the person you're becoming. That's so good. Because thank you. Like when you, when you think about, when you think about scripture and, and by the way, you guys are hearing this. I love the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like you, you hear me quoting scripture all the time. God's word, like it literally gives me life. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about what God's greatest goal is for our life, he says it, it's to conform us into the image of his son. So it's to make us become, 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 become. This is why I say it's important who you're becoming, because if you only focus on what you're achieving or attaining or accumulating, Mm. then the very success that you attain will be the thing that destroys you. Wow. Whoa, 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 and, whoa. Say that, say that one more time. Mm, so, so I said, if you only focus on what you're attaining, accomplishing, or accumulating, the success will be the very thing that destroys you. And I believe in analogies. Like I, I, like Jesus was a he was a storyteller, parables. So I like to give give you pictures. A tree is only as strong as its root system. Hmm. If a tree has rapid growth upward without having deep roots, the growth will be the thing that actually destroys it. Wow. <laughs> So that's why I'm very, very adamant about 
making sure you focus on who you're becoming as you build, because yeah. that's the root system. Like wow. that's the stuff that'll keep you anchored as you build and grow. That flies in the face of popular uh, thought patterns and processes around the entire, this whole grind culture, this whole concept of rise and grind. And to your point, the, the, the false um, ideas around what this will produce, what you just said is so countercultural, Stephen. It's so opposite oftentimes of what we're hearing and what we're seeing and what we're beginning to see is people are waking up and they're realizing that something's off and something's wrong and something's not working. And yes, they're, they're, they're accumulating, they're, they're acquiring wealth, they're acquiring promotions, they're acquiring opportunities, but in the process, they're losing themselves and they're losing their marriages and they're, they're losing their relationships with their, their children. It was this whole idea that I recently shared that, you know, grind culture will tell you to work a hundred hours a week and um, neglect your health and neglect your heart, uh, neglect your spouse and your kids, and you know you'll buy therapy later. But um, you know th the lie is is that somehow it's going to be worth it all. And sometimes, sadly, it's not until it's too late when when they've lost their marriage, when they've lost their relationship with their kids, when they've lost themselves, that they realize, wait a minute, this isn't you know this isn't working. This, this, this next question I'm going to ask you, um, I would love to hear your perspective on this. Um, what would you say is the way out? When somebody feels like they have dug in for a long time and they've, they've been in this grind and it's wearing them down and they're tired, and they're, but they don't, they don't know any other way out. They've been doing it so long. It's, it's such a, so a part of who they are now that it's scary to think about changing their, their lifestyle. They are the tree that's growing fast, but they recognize the roots are not very deep. How would you encourage that person to break free from that cycle? The first thing, the first thing is you've got to acknowledge that it's unhealthy, mm -hmm. that this is a path that will lead to your destruction. So, like knowing that it's it's not a matter of if it's when right because if 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 you lock into that it can at least help give you the jolt hmm. to say i've got to do something different hmm. and i would tell people start start with something simple start with just a, an activity that is not quote unquote productive right in the sense of oh I'm, I'm hustling i'm grinding i'm making things shake find something that you actually enjoy and just carve out time like make yourself carve out time to do it hmm. and 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 i would i'd actually strongly recommend removing now this this is really going to be hard for some people. What I'm about to say, removing screens. Wow. From the equation, if you can help it. Wow. 
and, and, and in case you're wondering what I mean, I'm talking electronics, phones, yeah. tablets, TVs, yeah. Yeah. computers, things that would give you alerts to suck you back in yeah. to the grind. Yeah, that's so good. That's so, so practical. That's so good, man. The uh, yeah. I've, I've said for a long time, uh, the, the screens, they can be a tool. Obviously, we both use it as a tool. But uh, it can also be dangerous. It, it, you know, if you don't have a sense of identity before you get there, you'll try to find identity in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. Um, and so if I'm looking for my identity in there, um, what I'll end up doing is comparing. And whenever I compare, it's nearly impossible, Stephen, to compare without competing. Mm. So every time I compare, I end up competing. And to your point, you can get easily sucked back in. My goodness, um, this is so incredibly rich and it's obvious as we're sharing, we have a kindred spirit and the Holy Spirit is is guiding this conversation in such an incredibly life-giving way. Um, Stephen, um, from your perspective, your experience, God has clearly given you multiple gifts. You have multiple streams of purpose flowing from your heart. Uh, one obviously is is wealth building, and I'm curious what you think is the biggest paradigm shift in thinking, in thinking that we need to embrace when it comes to building wealth. So, one of the things that I've found to be a common theme from having worked with countless amounts of people of just trying to walk with them in a wealth building journey is just to settle in on the fact that wealth building is for you. Mm. Like just to settle into that. So there's so many people that say, oh, well, that's for somebody else. well, 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 that can't be me or things just don't work out that way for me. And, and I would say no to that Hmm. of that. No, it can be for you. And now we got it. You know, obviously we've been talking in a very healthy, holistic way of what is wealth. Right. You know what I mean? So, so understanding that, or even understanding what is success, which I believe as a, as a believer being successful means to be faithful oh. but but that's a whole different podcast we we, we ain't gonna do that today I, I just i just we, threw that one in there we could we could steven you're making it hard for me to stay on <laughs> you're making it hard for me to stay on topic right now because you are hitting on anybody who's followed transformational truths or our ministry uh, you, you already know, it sounds like Stephen and I have, have spent um, years together having these conversations because we're speaking the same kingdom language. This, this idea, let's just pause here for a minute and talk about it. I mean, the idea of yeah. success, just the idea of success. You know, one day I was thinking to myself when I was, you know, um, rehabilitating from being on this 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 church ladder this ministry ladder of of quote unquote success and god had just given me this great release and freedom and identity and and i was thinking about this and one day i realized something not one time do you see in the bible where jesus says well done thou good and successful he does however say well done thou good and faithful if we 
could just grasp this one concept, Stephen, this one concept, that the Father is not looking at our lives the way we often look at our lives in terms of through this lens of cultural success. Just, he's, you know, I think he's just wondering, hey, I, can you just, you know, be faithful with what I've given you? And faithfulness is success. Can I be faithful to my wife? Can I be faithful to my family? Can I be faithful to this, this call? Can I just, you know, can I be faithful? And you know, the funny thing is, is when you get there and you know where your value comes from, your identity comes from, uh, all of a sudden your life changes. There's no platform so big that it's intimidating anymore because your worth doesn't hinge on it. And there's no platform too small anymore that you feel like somehow it's, I don't know, beneath you, because success is no longer defined by, by strictly numbers. It's defined by being faithful. Man, talk about that for a second. Right, 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 right. I mean, kindred spirits for sure. Like in speaking to this, it's so important that we understand this because like, if you don't, you'll be chasing, you'll be chasing the wind. Literally, that's that's what it says in Ecclesiastes, like chasing the yes, wind. Yes, yes, yes. And and we don't want to do that because you can't catch the wind. Mm. You, you can't catch. You you're chasing something you won't be able to attain. So th- that that's something as believers we've got to lock into mm. of faithfulness is is the epitome of success because that will keep you where you say man let me be faithful to my spouse let me be faithful to to my children let me be faithful to to the local body of believers that that i'm that i'm doing life with you know just in all these different areas let me be faithful and and even with what we're talking about today let me be faithful in how i steward Mm. the finances that god has given me um, so it, it, this, this is just so important mm. It's so important, mm. uh, that, that we, we do that. And, 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 you know, I, I, this just, this conversation gives me life. Um, and I'll at least circle back to kind of keep us on track somewhat of the key <laughs> of being that just resolving that wealth building actually is for you, for you. And and that you can maximize what God has given you because God, he gives us different things. So so you you look at the parable uh, of the talents. Somebody got five, somebody got two, somebody got one. So God Mm. doesn't give it out equally per se, but he is looking for us to be faithful with what he has given us. And it starts with settling in that, hey, this is for me, that I can build with this, that if if I hearken to that parable for a second, that I won't put it into the ground and just give him back what he gave me, hmm. but I'm going to try to have it produce more than what I started with. Wow. Wow. Stephen, what is what is one key to building generational wealth <clears throat> that you could share with all of us today? It's just something that's super simple that anyone can do that people underrate is 
to automate your savings hmm. and investing. Hmm. Very simple thing. Anyone can do it. It may be as little as $20 a month or $10 a paycheck, what, whatever the case may be. I want you to pay yourself in, in the way of if it's, if you're needing to save money for, for something specific, or if you're saving towards an emergency fund, or if you have those things squared away that you're investing, hmm. where it's automated, that it comes out, you know, the day of the month that it's happening so that you're planning your budget around that. So that that's a simple wealth building trick um, that that I think people overlook. And of course, you, you need to make a budget. And I, I strongly recommend doing a monthly specific budget because the month of July looks way different than than December with Christmas, which is different right. than November with Thanksgiving. So right. uh, those those are some fundamental foundational things that I would say. How often do you recommend practically that people review their budget? So I would say you can make a monthly one. Mm -hmm. I, I at least take a perusal of just what we've done about once a week. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll look on the weekends and just kind of get a feel. I think it's good to do that. That way you don't have to necessarily look at it every, every single day. Right. Uh, but a month is a really long time. A right. lot of things can happen in a given month versus going week to week. That can, that can be a way to even catch something as simple as like, say there's a fraudulent charge mm -hmm. that, that you didn't do. You can catch it. Cause you can look and say, Hey, no, Hey, I, I didn't purchase that. Or if, if you're married, you talk to your spouse, Hey, did, did you buy that? No, I did. Now you can file a claim on that because you caught it early and get reimbursed and all that. So, so that's what I would say. Hmm. What would you say <clears throat> to the person listening who thinks it's too early to start building wealth? Oh man. If, if, if that is what you are thinking, let me tell you with, with all force, of what I can bring to the table <laughs> that it is never too early to start yeah. investing. And I would argue the earlier you start, the more impact it will have in the positive. So it is not too early uh, for, for my children. They had money being invested on their behalf before they could talk, before mm. they could walk mm. to just give you some perspective wow. on how early is too early. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's incredible. Um, I, I wish somebody would have been there to guide me earlier in life to be, to begin this process of wealth building. We caught it later. Um, but if had somebody been there at the beginning, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I'll get angry thinking about it. Um, had somebody <laughs> been there to give me that advice, goodness sakes, you know, and what, what more could we have done for the kingdom of God? And so my, we're at a place that's it's exciting to me. I'm, I'm really 
um, convinced that uh, one of the most important uh, principles that we need to learn in life is, is the principle of the law of exposure and exposing yourself to different thought and exposing yourself to different relationships and people. And um, because we, we typically rise to the level we're exposed to, not the level we hope for, but the level that mm. we're exposed to. And um, my son, Randy, Randy's 20, and Randy has a coaching relationship with you. You coach him. And, and I, I remember him saying, this is something I really feel like I need to do. And I'm like, I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is incredible. He's, you know, he's, he's 19 going on 20 years old. He realizes that this is something that he wants to do. And uh, he's pursuing this. He carries this. And, and today, all of my kids, except for the two year, my two-year-old, all of my kids are investing. My, my oldest son's 28. He's investing. Randy's investing. My 17-year-old my son, Elijah, he's investing. Uh, and my 13-year-old daughter uh, came into some money and asked us to invest it for her. And so our whole family has learned the value and the importance of this and the potential of wealth building. And I think this is what you're talking about because this, you know, this wasn't my parents' story, Stephen. I mean, this right. this wasn't my grandparents' story, but we're watching this generationally begin to break down and we're beginning to realize and think about money differently and do money differently and do wealth building differently. And so that's one of the reasons I appreciate so much about what you do. When I, when I see my kids, the excitement my wife Tina and I have thinking about where they will be in 20 years, that, that gives us an incredible sense of, of joy. And so I just want to affirm what Stephen's saying. I, I just don't think it's, it's, it's just never too early. And I think Stephen is sharing some incredible wisdom. In fact, at the end of the podcast, we'll give you a chance to find out how to connect with him. And I would recommend that you do. Stephen, um, I've asked you the question, what would you say to the person who, who thinks it's too early? But now let me flip that coin and, and ask you the other question. What would you say to the person who thinks it's too late. They're saying, ah, you know, I don't know. Maybe had I started, you know, when I was 25, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, I started when I was 30, but I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm just past that age of being able to build any wealth. What, what would you say to that person? It's not too late. Mm. Just, just to put it in a nutshell, it's not too late. You're, even though you didn't, do the things that that you wished that you would have mm -hmm. there's still hope mm -hmm. and all you all you need to know that there's still hope is you're still breathing god mm -hmm. still has you here there's no one that's alive that god does not want to still be here mm -hmm. he's still sustaining you it's not too late start now something that i say often is the best time to invest was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I was at uh, about five years ago, I was at a, a Christian conference and um, at this leadership conference, it was a, a room of about, I don't know, maybe, maybe 200 leaders. And um, Bishop uh, Jakes was hosting this this leadership entrepreneurial conversation, and there was a gentleman on the platform uh, that he was interviewing. His name escapes me right now, and I hate coming to an interview without being able to cite the name. But his name his name escapes me. But he said something pretty intriguing. He said, "You know," he said, uh, "The greatest uh, breakthroughs in terms of financially successes in businesses I was trying to start or endeavors," he said, "happened after sixty five. 
<laughs> he said they happened after 65. And I say that to give encouragement and hope to people out there who, who really wonder if it's too late. And, and to Stephen's point, God is still for you. And God still has a great plan for you. And it is not too late. And, um, and I just pray that, that the Holy Spirit would begin to stir up that faith and that courage to lean into purpose and passion. Because um, if you're still breathing, there's still opportunity for you. Wow. Incredible wisdom, incredible advice from Stephen Stack today. I want to recap today's transformational truth. Teach a man to fish and you can feed him for a lifetime. Teach him to own the pond and you could feed his family for generations. Stephen, where can people find you? So as far as social media, I'm on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. My handle is just at stacking with stack which yes my government last name is actually stack i know people ask me all the time so so yeah so it's a little bit of a play off of that of uh, stacking with stack so you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook for that um i also have a website it's just stephen l stack.com stephen l stack.com stephen with a v um and you can you can find me there. Um, I'm I'm actually very responsive. Uh, have a lot of people reach out to me. I mean, honestly, like every single day, I'll have people uh, reach out to me about various things, and and I'm good about just trying to get back to people because I want to see people do well mm. and win when it comes to money, particularly for believers, because we have more to be able to advance the kingdom of God with. So, mm. so yeah. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you'd like to connect with Stephen Stack, please check out the links that we've included for you in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor, take a moment, go over to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review. We want to help you restore the joy to your life and to your leadership. Stephen, thank you for making this investment in us today. It was rich. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. Sincerely.